Happy early morning, sir. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Good. Uh, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm probably... You're coming, off a, you're coming off a week of solitude, am I right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was about to say I'm, I'm probably not much more awake than you are because I went <laughs> to sleep at a little bit after two last night. Uh, hmm. All right. So for context, it's nine, I think 920 your time. Am I getting yeah. that right? Yeah. So and I've been awake for, uh, I got five hours sleep. Hmm. I got maybe five and a half. So we're, we're working on, uh, comparable tanks. I'll say. Bam. Bam. Indeed. Okay. So, uh, I think this week we're going to talk about our, uh, gaming to-do lists for the year. Look at you, Mr. Uh, Stay on topic. <laughs> well, we've been failing quite much at that lately. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So, I uh, da, da. I actually have mine sitting in front of me. Nice. And can talk at it readily. Yeah, it seemed uh, um, it seemed like something that was interesting for me to to cover because um, we've both mentioned the games that we played last year and how we have a huge backlog. So, I'm curious how you chose your games and uh, what what they are. Yeah, so uh, uh, well, let me preface this a little bit. I, I suspect our lists will work differently. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking yours, well, I could be wrong. You kind of have like a what I want to do this year kind of list, yeah. am I right? Yeah, yeah, so I just have a giant list. It's, there's no way I'm going to play all of these this year. It's kind of like... Yours is just the, every game you own? <laughs> well, in a way, <laughs> uh, yes. That's the, the last item on the list is like everything else you own. In, in a way, yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but I basically just so I have two lists. Um, I keep like the, uh, uh, so there's so there's the main list and there's the on the go list. And the main list is like games that are either uh, console or computer, um, and uh, are I guess what's the word I'm looking for important enough to me that I wouldn't want to play them on like my little laptop that has to be on like my nice TV or something. Right. And uh, uh, the reason there's two lists is because it's quite hard to make that time uh, to like set up my uh, nice TV and kind of, you know, get that hour or two to myself and play Mm. those games. So the other list is like, you know, play these anytime you're on the go, you're whatever. Um, uh, You're it's like lunch at work. You can play it on your crappy laptop for 30 minutes. Who cares? Um, and so, uh, as could be expected, I make much better progress <laughs> through that list. Uh, although ideally I'd always be playing, uh, one game. There's always like, like I'm playing a game on both lists. And so depending on the context, uh, like if I am at home and I feel like playing games, I'll play it on list on the, on the big list. And mm. if I'm on the go, or if I just have a, uh, little spot in my schedule where I can make some time, I'll play the other, the game on my other list. So. Ah, that said, uh, I'm looking at these lists. The other thing that's going to be different from mine and yours is it's all older games. <laughs> There's a few newer games. There's a few newer games. Um, uh, and it's very uh, uh, catch-up-y, I yeah. guess. Like it's, it's a lot of games that have been either popular or maybe influential over the past couple years that I never got a chance to go to. So it's those kind of interspersed with games that I wanted to play since I was a kid or haven't played in a long time or that kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so I mean, to be fair, uh, while I do have games that are newer, the, I think the oldest game on my list is from 81. 81. What game yeah. is that? Ultima. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have Ultima, uh, as eighth on my list, which is hilarious. Nice. <laughs> um, I at one point decided I would beat all the Ultima games, and the first Ultima, uh, what is it, Akalabeth? Have you heard of that? Uh, I haven't. I I honestly don't know much about the series. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, Akalabeth is by most counts Ultima Zero. Okay. It's like the creator of Ultima basically sat down and made Akalabeth, and then Ultima, and then Ultima Two, Three, Four, or whatever. And right. and if you play it, it's just another game in the Ultima series. It's just the same stuff. Um, I can tell you, uh, you're going to, and my myself will have a hard time getting through those early Ultimas, or if you're going to play Ultima 1. <laughs> it's like really uh, for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I I've, did. I've never played one ever. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, I've always been to RP, into RPGs, and it feels like that's uh, kind of 
one of the originators, at least for Western RPGs. So, mm. uh, yeah. Um, well, so the uh, so a Calibeth I've finished um, because I decided at one point to go for the Ultimas, and I, I just couldn't like I, I pushed Ultima one far into the future because the Calibeth was so <laughs> difficult. <laughs> but um, Calibeth was actually a, at one point a free download as a phone game, right. so I was able to just kind of play it like you know on the toilet kind of thing. So sure, it was uh, um, dated and, yeah. and difficult and kind of boring, but I, I never had to like sit down and make the time to play it, so I was able to finish it. So anyway, um, my uh, my list, I guess I I don't know where to start. The list has uh, two hundred and two so entries. So how do you? organize that list is it sort of like a priority of what's interesting to you or kind of so um it's kind of like the same way as how i i organize like a, a films i want to watch list in a way it's like maybe there's so if there's a series i want to play if i decided i wanted to play um let me see like uh, metroid prime is in here so mm -hmm. like maybe i want to play one two and three or something i'll kind of space them out so if i yeah. already had let's let's say i already had a list and there's a hundred on it and i decided i want to play metroid prime the first thing that goes through my mind is like compared to these other games at the top how how much do i want to play this right and so if it's not that important to me i might start putting them in there starting at like 50 or something who cares um if it's like if it is a game that makes it into the top um even then if it's like a series i'll space them out like i won't just put one two three as like my top three games i'm going to play i'll put like one and then maybe 10 or 20 later i'll put two this it's weird maybe but i don't know it's just the way i think i like to jump between different game series i don't want to sit down and uh yeah. play through an entire series next um and uh for the most part the games at the top of my uh list are like um I, I, it's very rare that something gets stuck at the top of the list it works more like a queue where things come in from the bottom uh because right. otherwise i'll just never get into <laughs> these games at the top you um, and those stack. games tend to yeah, yeah. <laughs> These games at the top tend to be more, uh, uh, hmm, I guess, either important in the sense that, uh, for me, they just seem like a major title that I haven't gotten to, mm. or something I just really want to play, because I've, I don't know, maybe I've tried it and it was fun, or maybe I've, I've played through most of it and I just want to finish it, or something maybe that I, I see as uh, kind of important important if that makes sense like i find increasingly i find myself increasingly um i guess kind of what would you call it almost like a galapagos island kind of thing happening where it's like i like my set of games and when i go to like a game event where i talk to other people everyone's playing all this other stuff and i'm like i don't know so i'm just trying to uh kind of get back into playing the same things as other people so I, i'll put like some of the bigger titles there just to even if I'm not that interested, I want to kind of sit down, and I suspect if I sit down and play some of these games, I'll like them. So, I'm, um, I'm in my head. I'm really trying to make a connection between Galapagos tortoises and what you just said. Is it working? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, in the sense that I don't want to be my own like island of games no one's heard of. That oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's my group of games, and then everyone else does their thing, and it's I'm kind of out on my own, I guess, if that okay. uh, makes sense. Yeah. I've never um, heard uh, the Galapagos used as an analogy before. <laughs> I've heard it used as an analogy for um, technology. Like, certain companies are kind of making their own standards, and like it's like no one else is playing with them. Okay. Like, kind of like how Sony used to always make, like, like mini discs, and, like, I forget right. what else, but, like, you know, they kind of went their way and while the market went towards more standard things okay um yeah so uh anyway let me just kind of throw out my top few um here uh obviously right now i'm playing uh gargoyle's quest which uh is um obviously a portable game on the original game boy but uh it's <laughs> i'm playing it on super game boy i just can't yeah you were saying last time itself. yeah i played it on the actual game boy so I'm, I'm treating it as a sit down and play game um, next is a, uh, I'm trying to think what it's called, uh, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Yeah. Or rather, Ghosts and Goblins. Um, have you played this game? Uh, is that the, I, the original or the sequel? The original. I actually, I think it's on the NES Mini. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I, I tried, 
I think I tried it originally on the Nintendo, but um, yeah, I think I tried it a week or more ago just to briefly show Andrea the different games that are, are on the Mini Famicom. Uh, uh, and so I basically got like w- 30 seconds in and then lost all my lives. So <laughs> It's infamously difficult, yeah. Now, yeah. I actually I have two separate friends. One has beaten this game and one has beaten uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. So when you and say so- beat... Did did he like get the proper ending by beating it twice? Yeah, or? like beat it twice to get the proper ending. Yes, okay. and so uh, I don't know. I actually like these kind of like ultra challenging games. Like sitting down and playing them and finishing them is uh, is is it's fun with a friend as a social thing. Like, yeah, I, like yeah, I have a good friend that's good at games, and we we would blast through this kind of title. Like I, I might have mentioned, we'd beaten um, uh, Adventure Island together. Yeah. Which if you um, if you play that game like. The, the opening levels it's like okay whatever yeah, but like yeah. the last you know two or three stages are just like oh my god like you know ripping out your hair brutal just crazy so um anyway uh that's that's on the list uh next did you ever play uh earthbound uh that's another one that i've i've played just the opening and then for some reason or another i just never got around to going further than that yeah um i have actually incredibly maybe um finished the very first one like earthbound is actually a sequel to a right. uh, original mother. nintendo game yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, mother was again one of the games that hasn't aged well and was quite difficult for me to get through but i kind of i don't know it started to get funner and anyway um i've i've played about a third of of the sequel of earthbound and my super nintendo erased my game and i was quite upset about this uh so um. that that was the game i was playing for a while there but i just Got pissed when that happened and pushed it down the list. Two items. <laughs> I used to I used to have lost saves all the time on the original PlayStation, but I don't think I ever had it on the Super Nintendo. Um, my Super Nintendo, or I guess I should say Super Nintendos in general, were like the most reliable systems forever. Like Nintendo always had the blinking screen, and if you just couldn't stand yeah. it and you're getting frustrated, you switch to Super Nintendo and have no problems. I've found as Super Nintendos have aged, maybe around now-ish, like when everything's about 25, I don't know what it is, but I've found, like I've had, I have multiple Super Nintendos, like I'm looking behind me, I know it's ridiculous, but I have four here, yeah. and like all of them are failing, like giving me black screens and just, eh. Um, and maybe it's the games, I don't know, but uh, it's certainly, when a Super Nintendo fails, it just doesn't do anything. You hit the right. on button and it, it just sits there. Um, and when you've had that happen, you have to kind of grit your teeth because there's a chance it just erased your game. <laughs> it yeah. sucks. Uh, yeah, um, that that actually motivated me. I wanted to uh, uh, buy um, one of those flash carts. I don't know if you know anything about them. Uh, it's like a uh, the one in partic- particular that I was interested in is called uh, SD2SNES. Okay. You basically, you could uh, load game ROMs onto a, a, a an SD card and then just play them. Um, and do they uh, have any sort of like uh, save state feature built into them? Or yes, they do. Yes, okay. yes. Um, certain games don't work. Uh, I forget. I think that uh, the Super FX chip is uh, beyond its capabilities, and then some of the other expansion chips don't work. Um, right. They have most of those games. Uh, really. I don't know what the legality situation is. It's probably a classic, like, ROMs are illegal. But, I mean, yeah, the, where the device itself is just is not illegal because you could just play homebrew games and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I think of that. I mean, I have all these games physically anyway, and no one's making money off me. So yeah. <laughs> it, would be, it would be to avoid my saves being erased more than, like, just to pirate things. So I don't know. Um, that made me look into that. I don't actually currently have it. Uh, I'm very slowly going through this list. I, I promise you get you will get to talk. Uh, I'll just go through my top five on both lists here. Number four. Um, so I mean, it's funny because like Gargoyles Quest is going to take like another one hour. I'm already half. I'm already almost finished it. Mm. Um, uh, Ghosts and Goblins is a sit down for one night and beat game. I mean, or or just never beat because it's impossible. Um, Earthbound is like an RPG, whatever, forty hours. Next game is uh, Original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you beaten this game? Uh, no, I did not beat it. I have never beaten it, and I just want to finish it. I just want to go through it. That original, you know, I love the music in that one. The music's classic. It's it's one of those games that everyone loves or hates, and I kind of sit on the fence. I can play it, it's fun, whatever, but it is a kind of a terrible game. Um, and it's 
I remember, it's very poor use of the license too. I remember a lot of people getting mad about the dam level in that, where you've got to like uh, disable bombs or something. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember having a problem with that. I, I remember getting by that no problem. But I remember there was other levels later on where you're doing the platforming that I just, I don't know, I, I, f I didn't really find it fun. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. The, it's I kind of like the concept of the game, like yeah. the way it's made. It feels like an attempt at something that had a lot of potential to be really fun. And yeah. It just didn't. I feel like the game design itself, for the most part, is okay, except the levels, like, like the way you can switch between your characters and the way there's an overworld and a, and a, like a, you know, platforming stage kind of mix-up thing going on. Like that worked to me really well. Yeah. Um, it's just the, you get into a level and it would just be this boring, uh, like long hallway you walk down. Like yeah. I don't know. And and the the. the, the problem that I remember having with it is that like with Ninja Gaiden that's a frustrating game because you back up a little bit and then you go forward and suddenly the guy you've just killed is there again yeah. but because you're constantly supposed to be moving from left to right that didn't feel like so much of a problem to me <laughs> but I re feel like with Ninja Turtles, uh, you had them respawning, but you're supposed to backtrack through some of the areas, so they would just be there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> after you killed them, and <laughs> like, so you'd like go yes. into a building to get health, and then you'd come out with less health than you went into. <laughs> yes, there was various frustrating aspects of the game, and just the way that like hit detection worked, or yeah. even like. Like, I don't know, like platform detection? Like, you're, you jump up and you'd think you could jump onto a platform and your character would seemingly, like his sprite would be above the platform. Yeah. And logically, he should be able to get on it, but just the hit detection was such where it would you would just fall down and it would be like, ah. Well, <laughs> yeah, remember, there's a lot of things with this game. That are, I remember watching, uh, I don't know, Mike and James play that or, or any oh, yeah. video game nerd or something, but... They, there was one jump that uh, James had always had uh, difficulty playing or making. They, they made that and, video where they just went and and addressed that jump specifically, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But there was one part to it where they showed that you could jump higher if you're jumping to the left of the screen than if you're jumping to the right <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> well, I'll have my own insights uh, as of getting through the three games above above this one, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so fifth on this list, uh, I put Titanfall. It's the original <laughs> or the second one? The first one. Yeah. I, I play everything in order. I'm. I'm it's yeah, my yeah. weird compulsive thing. So uh, that's a at least for me. Uh, I'll call that like brand new uh, game out of nowhere, but just to <laughs> kind of <laughs> keep me. Uh, what's the word? I guess connected. It's um, a palette it seems cleanser. Kind of fun. I don't know. Have you played it? No, I haven't. Um, yeah. But I, I started. Xbox One only, I think. Uh, is it? I think if you can put up a little bit of typing, um, like I mean, I'm I'm quite well versed in older games, but not newer games to the point where it's funny. Type, I don't so know. I don't actually know. Uh, platform Windows, Xbox One, Xbox 360. I think it's the sequel right. that's Xbox One only. Uh, no, you can get uh, you can get Titanfall Two on PC. Um, really. Okay. I sh I, let me double check that because uh, I work at the company that makes <laughs> that publishes it, so I should get my facts straight. Uh, uh, going to Wikipedia, Windows, PlayStation Four, Xbox One. Right. Yeah. It was taking so. me forever to, uh, to remember how to get to Origin on my computer. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I know the second one's been really well received uh, through the press and stuff. So I'm I'm yeah. interested at some point in checking it out, but um, it's not I, super high in here. Yeah, not not just yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me cheat a little. I said I was going to do the top five. I'll, I'll throw in number six just because. Um, mm -hmm. Number six actually is, is Ultimate One. <laughs> um, I was thinking, I don't know if you've played the uh, Nintendo Ultimas. I don't think so. So I will say that they are significantly different um, remakes of the PC ones, but they're very, they're a lot more fun. They're interesting to me. It's cool how they work, actually. It has like a, uh, I don't know what you call it, like, like almost a fog of war kind of thing happening where if your characters are coming around a corner 
and they can't actually see past the corner. It'll just be black on the screen. Right. And then when you get to that corner, it'll fill in what you can see based on the line of sight of your characters. And then otherwise, it's like a standard kind of 80s overhead, almost Japanese-style RPG. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of resembles Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest with those line of sight blockers that fog yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I'm um, looking at a speed run right now on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, so I was thinking actually of playing the, the Famicom one. I don't know if that counts but uh anyway um so let me fly through my other list uh Fantasy tactics advance is top of the uh play anywhere list then metroid zero mission um then a uh uh i'm trying to think of the english name there's a there's a mole <laughs> game i don't know if you've heard of uh i know this let me look it up it is called maybe there's no english name mole mania i guess okay have you heard of this game no i don't think so so it's one of uh, Shigeru Miyamoto's early games. Um, I remember looking through a list of his games and noting that I'd played or finished virtually everything except this one, which I hadn't heard of at some point in the distant past. So I bought it, and it's just a cool little uh, a puzzle game. Like, you play as a mole. Um, it's You go through stages and stages, and you, you just have to kind of finish puzzles. It reminds me of uh, Adventures of Lolo, if you've played that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That game was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's that kind of thing, um, and it's pretty fun. I beat about half of it, and I just figured I'd go and finish it. Um, I'm all about, if you notice, I'm all about, like, so my list here is a, a lot of them are, like, kind of holes in my experience. Like, maybe yeah. I've played through some series, except I missed this one game, or this game came out around then, and everyone else was playing it. So I, Or, like, this other game is, you know, the newest one in a series I like. I, I like to put those games on my list. So if yeah. I had gone through my enormous list here, there's a lot of those. Um, and next on the portable list is Rockman World, or I guess Mega Man World, or I think, I forget what they're called here, maybe just Mega Man, the, um, Game Boy version. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard of Mega Man yeah. World. Uh, so is that Game Boy Advance, or? No, just Game Boy. Original Game Boy had a secret, had a, a bunch of, uh, Mega Man games. A lot oh, of them yeah. were, so, so like one and two, I think, they started out, um, where they were basically dumbed down versions of the, uh. NES, like yeah, yeah, yeah. mainline ones. Then they kind of split and started to be their own thing and started to really be just unique Mega Man games that you know the whole world completely ignored. Mm. So uh, at some point, I wouldn't mind going through all of those. Um, so that's, that's the fourth one on the list. And the fifth one is uh, the third Phoenix Wright game. I played one and two and, uh, you know, pretty straightforward um, kind of just uh, what they call in Japan adventure games. Um, right very little adventure really but uh, that genre of game pretty typical for for it but i don't know i enjoyed the first two a lot so uh, yeah go through number three one thing i'm curious about is uh when you say like rockman world 2 or uh, phoenix raid uh, how many of your games do you play in english versus in a different language <laughs> um so this might sound silly but i mean especially since i've gone through the extreme effort of learning this language mm. i i typically if i spoke every language in the entire world um i think anytime i indulge in any sort of art or or anything like if i was to read a novel or watch a movie or play a game i'd always play or watch or, or partake in, in the, the original, original version yeah yeah so if i spoke swedish and there was a swedish movie i'd love to you know watch it in swedish you get all those yeah. original uh you know nuances and everything and you mm. get the, what the original creator intended so since i did put all the effort into japanese i will always play a game in Japanese if it's a Japanese game. Um, okay. I just do that. So, like, for example, yeah. Titanfall, I wouldn't, like, necessarily switch that to Japanese or anything. Yeah. But um, for a lot of these older ones, uh, I typically do. It's not like I'm crazy about it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was playing, um, like, uh, uh, Metroid Fusion. I actually... The, the, the Japanese version cost twice as much, so I just bought the English one. You know, right. not a big deal, whatever, but typically... Plus, I, I tend to own most of them in, in Japanese, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, Famicom games are typically easier to find and or cheaper than uh, their American counterparts. Yeah. Yeah. Rad. Uh, so, and, uh, so, so uh, have, are you still playing Gargoyle and uh, Tactics Advance? I am. So, um, I think I mentioned last time I'm playing through... Uh, Links, uh, sorry, um, <clears throat> the uh, Super Nintendo Zelda Link to the Past with my wife. Yeah. And uh, this ties in with what I was saying earlier about how my Super Nintendo is becoming finicky. So since I'm playing <laughs> uh, uh, Gargoyle's Quest on the Super Game Boy, 
um, I need to use that Super Nintendo, but I don't want to pull Link's Awake. Uh, I don't want to pull Link to the Past out right. because I don't want to erase her game. <laughs> so right. Link to the Past is going to sit in there until we are done, um, meaning that Gargoyle's <laughs> Quest is on pause, uh, even though I've wanted for, to play it for a potentially times. years. <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, but uh, I, I am making good progress through Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, um, right. which I'm kind of enjoying more in a way and less in a way. I guess I've come to peace with the whole like kids sucked into the storybook thing and you know a lot of the things i didn't like really it's just it's a long game and there's not that much variety like i've just done battle after battle after battle like that's where it's starting to get a little bit like uh but uh uh yeah i'm not like the reasons everyone gives for disliking this game have kind of long since uh become non-issues to me yeah yeah um, well, so for me, with my list, I've, I've got, um, three lists, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I find as, it fascinating that, uh, you, um, you say like, this is what I'm going to play this year because I just, yeah. I would never have enough confidence to do that, <laughs> that my schedule would allow me such. Well, um, I, that stems f- more from just having in the past kept track of what I've played each year. Yeah. And now that I've kind of got a baseline that I understand that I can get around 20 games a year, then it's like, okay, well, which 20 am I going to play? Yeah, that's um, fair. Um, and I believe you're always on, uh, for example, like how many hours and all that, yeah. and kind of gauging how long games are. So it may be weird, but I kind of, I don't want to know, right? Like I don't, I don't know how long Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is. I, we talked about it already. You spoiled it, right? But um, yeah. not a biggie, but I don't. I kind of want to discover that or like as if it was my first time. Like if right. it is short, I'll be like, wow, that was short. So that, that again, that's maybe why my list doesn't, can't work that way. Cause right. I don't want to know how long stuff is. So, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I guess that's uh, the one way that we differ is I, I like to have a ballpark figure of how much investment it's going to take. Like it makes sense. It uh, makes sense. And and that way I can I can kind of go into it knowing how much time I can make use of a play session. Like if I know that I'm only going to get a couple hours in a week, then maybe mm. I'll try to pick a game that's only going to take a couple hours to beat. Because then I could actually play through the entire game in the span of a week. Uh, got it, got it. So if you were like 16 and it was summer and you didn't care and had all the time in the world, would you still have the system or would it be more like, eh, no, I, play I totally didn't have that system until <laughs> recently. Um, so it is something you do to, uh, to make it work with your adult life. Yeah. Yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, I would get Final Fantasy three and that was the only game that I had access to. So I would play that for the entire year. <laughs> Right. <laughs> awesome. uh, so, uh, but now it's gotten to a point where I, there are a lot of games that I've played that I really love, uh, mm. but I currently own, uh, how many is it here? I've got 272 games that I've never played before mm. uh, that I've bought and spent money on. Well, mm-hmm. I guess I haven't spent money on all of them. I've I've gotten a good portion of them for free. Um, but I, I feel like as much as I love a lot of the games that I've played in the past, like Final Fantasy III, for example, um, mm-hmm. I want to severely prioritize stuff that I've never played before. Fair. Um, so yeah, my list actually, I, I have no games that I've uh, beaten before on my to-do list. Like, I, there's no games to re-beat, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, exactly. Um, I do have... uh, What is it? I do have two games on my list right now that I played uh, as a kid that I want to replay just because uh, I'm looking for inspiration out of those games and I kind of want to study them. Uh, Can I ask what they are? Yeah. Um, Yeah, the first one is Shining Force. And, okay, yeah. Awesome. And the second is Destiny of an Emperor. Okay, okay. Uh, awesome. So those those were both two RPGs that I loved as a kid, and I want to like go back and, and try to figure out what about them I loved. Uh, awesome. Sh- for... Shining, Force, Shining Force is number 70 on my list. Nice. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
so yeah, like I've got my massive 272 game list, and I've actually gotten that broken up into charts. I, I, we've discussed this before, so I won't get yeah, too, too deep into it's it. It's amusing but... to me that you, you basically you take every game you own, yeah. and that's your list, right? Yeah. In some order, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm very. My, that would be a that would be a project for me to make something similar. I mean, yeah. you see my physical I mean, collection. Is... I, I built it up over time. It, it wasn't just yeah. like sit down in one day and do it all. <laughs> of course. Um, but so for like in 2009, there's currently four games that I bought that year that I've still not played through. Mm. Uh, and that's uh, roughly $35 worth of games that I, I paid money for and didn't play that year. And then okay. in 2010, I've got 39 games and it's actually only $33 worth that I spent. Awesome. <laughs> so so I've got like these lists and it's a buy year. And uh, so it, uh, that's like every game that I own. I just have that stored there. And so at the beginning of the year when I'm deciding what games can I play this year, mm. uh, I look at two different things, I guess, I, or three different things. The first one is I try to split it out from the years that I purchased it. Uh, okay. And because I do you kinda... prioritize older stuff just so it doesn't kind of fall into the void. Uh, no, I actually spread it, spread it out pretty evenly. Okay. Uh, okay. Like I've got about roughly two games per year here. I do have, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyway, the that's uh... interesting to me because I pay more attention to kind of like when the game came out. Like if I was doing something yeah. similar, I might have like a really old game, a meet like kind of like a '90s game, a 2000s versus like the year I bought it necessarily. Yeah. And and so the the reason I kind of do that is because I feel like many years I live in a completely different city or a completely different country or whatever, and I feel like my overall state of emotions and stuff tend to be different. And, sure. And so okay. when I look back at the games that I bought at that time, it kind of tells me a story about who I was at that time. And so in one way, in one way, by playing them in that order, I'm kind of like getting to reflect on my personal past. Okay. Um, Whoa, that's, that's very, uh, that's (laughs) deeper than anything I do with my (laughs) video games. I want to play list for sure. Yeah. So, so, so I have it prioritized where I, I'm trying to play at least one game from every year that I've bought a game. Uh, and so the next step that okay. I look at is um, different genres. I I okay. try to I try to spread it out so that I'm getting a different flavor with each game that I play. Like uh, I've got uh, tactical role playing games and then platformers and mm-hmm. role playing games uh, like action role playings and a language game and uh, so th- there's a variety of stuff. Uh, point and click adventures. Um, yeah, yeah. And then my list overall is is shaped that way, but I guess the top five I gave you weren't super representative because they're yeah. kind of games I just want to plow through. But uh, yeah, I do that too. And then the the third category is I I look at how much time it takes to play each game, yeah. and I kind of use a baseline as uh, how many hours was I able to put in last year, and try to balance it so yeah. that it's close to that same amount of time. Uh, Got it. Got so it. so now I've got a list of like 20 plus games that I I'm hoping I can get through this year and and they're only they're so, they're sorted alphabetically in this list that I have it's not like a priority list um okay. so I guess the idea is when I finish playing a game I'll just look at that entire list and I'll f- grab the one that I feel like playing the most Okay fair enough so it's not strict ordering Yeah um but so when it comes to buying games, the majority of the games I own right now uh, are stuff that I feel are very influential games and and I haven't played or they're games that I got f- accidentally through like a Humble Bundle. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Okay. I kind of do that for adding games onto my to-do list. Uh, yeah. um, one thing I do, like I, I'm, I actually have games here I don't own. Maybe that differs from you again. Like I guess when I get yeah. to it, I would, I would make an effort to... Uh, I would either just buy it or if it's like, for example, Titanfall, I don't have the hardware maybe. I don't know. If it's a Windows game, I'll probably just buy that. Yeah. But like if at that point I didn't have the console that went with it, I'd probably make an effort to buy that as well. Right. 
Yeah, I've got uh, so I've got like a list somewhere of games I want to buy, but uh, right now I'm just completely. I've got that on uh, isthereanydeal.com. Right, and yeah. uh, so those aren't on the to playlist then. No, they're they're not on my pl- to playlist. They're on my list that when they drop below a certain price, I'll get notified and then I'll buy them. Yeah, I do exactly uh, the same thing. Because in the meantime, are you? What were you gonna ask? I was just gonna say, is that also prioritized, or is that just a giant blob, giant that's, list? That's that's just a blob. That's that's yeah. games that like either there was enough press or enough hype through social media or for whatever reason that I feel like I I should get Got these it. games and play them. Got um, it. But I mean, is that is the purchase process something you, you could literally just automate? Or there's not like, it's not like this one I'll make an exception for and maybe buy early because it's, it's important to me to get this and play this. I, I did that last year and I yeah. ended up buying like a tremendous amount of games. Like I just looked at stuff and, uh, whenever they were on steam sales for like 70% off or something, I would just buy them. And I ended up getting like, uh, 160 plus games last year. So it's just like hopelessly, uh, counter acting, whatever plans I get of getting through my backlog. Got it. So at this point it's like, I, I just have stuff on that list and I'm completely ignoring it and I've marked them down to like unreasonably low prices and should they right. get down to that, then I'll buy them. But Got it. otherwise I'm, I'm really trying to just focus on making use of the money I've already spent. Yeah. Um, Fair. So yeah, and I guess the the fourth priority is when I'm making my to-do list is I, I try to get games that I am interested in, but I do also try to add the occasional game in there that I don't really know anything about. Like maybe I did get it as part of a Humble Bundle and I wouldn't have normally bought it, but I feel right. like I feel like it's worth at least giving it a shot. And, you know, if I don't like it, I, I'll, I'm not going to play to completion, but at least I'm going to give it a shot. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, I uh, there's a, a guy, a friend I have here, um, and we go to like game cons and retro game cons sometimes. And uh, pretty much every time, I just go with like this big t- like list of stuff I want to buy and just try and find all of them and walk out of there with like 20 games. And he'll always specifically buy like one game he's really wanted a long time and one game he's never heard of. <laughs> That's like his thing. Yeah. So we always go home and play his game he bought that he's never heard of, and it's always some quirky thing that looked cool or just something, right? Like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that works. I don't know. I've had, he's had luck. It's been a lot of fun little discoveries. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting way to kind of just branch out and and yeah. get out of your echo chamber. Like you know, I do the same at a grocery store. Like every now and then, you know, instead of buying the exact same type of cheddar cheese that I'm used to buying, I'll get a a different brand from a different country or something, and you know, it tastes pretty yeah. different. And yeah, it's, absolutely, it, it's how you develop your tastes. Um, in in my efforts to just kind of generically uh, collect all these older console games. I, I find that just naturally happens. Like I'll go into a place selling Super Nintendo games and just buy like 15 games or something. And, you know, so some of them I just know I don't own and I've never heard of. So I just throw them in the pile. Maybe they're cheap. Yeah. And I do play them. So I, I get that experience. Not so much with new games just because I'm hesitant to spend however much, you know, 20 plus dollars on something I'm not going to, I have no idea about, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess I could try to briefly go through my list. It is kind of long, but and, and it's not sorted by priority. So yeah, well, um, let's hear it. So there, it is a little bit imbalanced this year because I'm I'm kind of interested in in thinking about the game mechanics in like tactical RPGs and stuff so or real time strategy. So it's kind yeah. of weighted towards that this year, which is not how I've done it in past years but sure. anyway so uh I've I played through Final Fan uh, sorry Fire Emblem uh Fate's Birthright last year so I'm going to try to get through both Conquest and Revelations this year cool. the, the the two other halves or thirds of that game mm. um and then I've got one called Frozen Synapse Oh yeah 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 uh, I, that's probably on my list somewhere um that looked really cool I wanted to play it Do you own it? I do, yes. Okay. Because uh, I don't know why, but for some reason there was like a Steam sale and you got two copies when you bought it. So I have like a spare copy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, let me just double check. I, like you, have this out of control 
purchasing problem. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm per- very certain. Well, I've played it, so I must have either played it at PAX or. Okay. Uh, yes, I own it. Okay. It's downloaded on this system even. Uh, and then so I've got Hyperlight Drifter, which was a pretty cool looking Kickstarter game that uh, has gotten cool. positive attention. Cool. Um, Vagrant Story. <laughs> nice choice. Yeah. I'd, I'd never played that. I remember you nice. and Gerard seemed to like that back in high school, but uh, yeah, I just never got around to trying it. Uh, yep. That's one of those. There's a lot of games from that era that looking back, I liked and then I kind of forgot about. And it's like, I'd like to rediscover in a way. But yes, that one. Um, have you played? Uh, never mind. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Um, I played through Influent last year in Japanese, and I I got the French version for free <laughs> this year. Oh, so really? I'm gonna do that because I'm gonna be learning some French this year. <laughs> so, well then, uh, just if I may interject, uh-huh. uh, what is that? That's literally like a it's, game. It's, where, it's a language teaching game, right? It's essentially glorified flashcards. Okay. Uh, like a story built in. The story is extremely superficial. The The story is you're the inventor of a translating machine and you're trying to confirm that it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll be given... You, you are in your apartment. It's like a studio apartment. And you just click on items and see what they are in a different language. Like it'll give you the pronunciation and the spelling for it. Mm-hmm. And you build up a list of 10 of these things and then you try to do like a, a time attack mode to where the the game will speak the word and then you have to try to find the object okay so it's it's essentially a flashcard system um with cool. it, it's only got like 420 words or so in it and but they're all like household objects mm. um so like bathtub doorknob shampoo that sort of thing got it okay um so it, I got it for free, uh, and I'm going to be learning French. So it's it's just a tool that will help me get a little bit more familiar with pronunciation and uh, genders of things. Uh, sure. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, the next one is Ultima, oh, the first one. Oh, yeah. First one. Uh, Noah Calabas, man? I I had honestly never heard of it. Um, I I should look into it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, picked... I bought. Yeah, I bought the um, Ultima collection when I was younger, and it came with the Calabeth, So that's how I became aware of it. Honestly, it's like a I don't know three hour game, two hour game. Yeah. So consider it. Well, there's a. Yeah, I I can probably get it. Um, last year I ended up get, picking up like all of the Ultima games. Uh, oh, yeah. And like you, I do want to play them all, but I'm going to start at the beginning. So yeah. Uh, cool. And then the next one is Lumino City. Luminosity, Lumino City. Yeah, I think it's pronounced Luminosity, but it's two words: Lumino City. I am not familiar. Uh, let me double check. Yep. So I don't know a whole lot about this game. It's it's ratings are good. Yeah, it's it's got good ratings. It's a puzzle game. It, uh, it's one that I believe I got as part of a, a humble bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that's really cool about it is artistically, uh, the whole set was like a model that was built in reality, and then everything has been photographed. Oh, cool. Yeah, I can kind of see that from the images here. Yeah. So artistically, I think it looks really cool. So yeah, uh, I want to give that a shot. Um. And then last year, uh, I'm trying to double check here. If it, yeah, so last year I played through Suikoden. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the whole reason I played through that is because I've been hearing for years that Suikoden 2 is like the best RPG ever. So, you uh, play that this so I'm going to play Suikoden 2. Okay. Um, I've got one called Gunpoint. Okay. Uh, I don't remember exactly what that game is. I know it's an indie <laughs> game. Uh, yeah. It's got a 10 out of 10 on Steam. Uh, so uh, that's one of those okay. games that, again, I don't know what it is. Uh, I'll just try to brush through the last ones here quickly. Uh, Leisure Shoot Larry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like Le- number one? No, I actually played the first one 
uh, a few years ago. I, I bought, like, all of them. Uh, like, you finished the first one? Yeah, I finished the first one. Leisure Suit Larry. This one is called Looking for Love. Uh, so... Can I... Can I interject very quickly with a <laughs> yep. brief story? Um, when I was, uh, geez, I don't even know, like seven or eight or younger even. Uh, maybe it was seven, eight. Um, my, we inherited my grandfather's computer. Um, yeah. He was still alive at the time, but he just didn't want it. And he had Leisure Suit Larry, and this was like his naughty game he had or something. I don't know. So, of course, I just wanted to play this, but it had, uh, at the start, it, it was like, to make sure you're an adult, we're going to ask you all these yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like this is the original like Atari ST from the late '80s kind of thing. And all the questions were questions that were like, "Who's the president of the United States?" Marlon Brando is an actor, <laughs> uh, a zookeeper, a scientist. Yeah, and like, yeah. Of course, I would just click until I. It would tell you after each question if you were right or not. So I would yeah. just memorize all the answers, even though I didn't know these people. <laughs> yeah. And I could get into the game quite easily. Never got very far. But. Yeah. Yeah, I, be, I beat the first one uh, the the year that I bought all these, and so I guess this is the second one. So mm. uh, uh, that's that's a, one of my uh, you know mixing that's up the funny. gameplay styles. It's a old school Sierra adventure game. Uh, I really like those old uh, Sierra games cool. where you have to like type in the commands. Hmm. Um, I liked uh, uh, what, what was it? Um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. I never played that one. Oh, really? It's fun. It's uh, I think it's LucasArts, I want to say, I think. I mean, it would make sense. Uh, it's just kind of this this standalone Indiana Jones adventure, unrelated to the... It doesn't try and be a tie-in with the movies. It's more like, here's the character. He's on his own new quest now. And it was, it was fun. They had, like, real voice. It wasn't actually Harrison Ford or anything. But yeah. point and click, uh, classic lucasarts stuff. Lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, Rocket Birds, which was on my to-do list for last year, and I didn't get around to it, so... I added that mm. back on this year. Um, cool. Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, is that the remake or the very first one? The Let me check. I bought that just before I went to Australia, I believe. Have you played Deus Ex? No, I haven't played a single one so of them. So many people worship this game. Um, the funny, I, I stopped at Ultima. Deus Ex is next on, the, on my list. Nice. Um, this is the seventh. This one was 2011 it came out. Um, right. So I think this was like the, the one that like kind of made it quite mainstream. And mm. like a lot of people were like excited because it's an action game, but you could actually play through it with stealth and like not kill anyone. And Right, yeah. Um, so that's on my list. Machinarium, which is a point and click adventure game. Okay. Uh, Altered Beast. <laughs> Altered Beast. <laughs> yep. Really? <laughs> yep. Um, and then I'm interested. I'm interested in playing Fantasy Star, um, but I, Ooh, I that first one is tough. <laughs> yeah, would I keep hearing that? And I remember really not liking uh, Dragon Quest, the first one. So mm. I'm I'm actually skipping straight to Fantasy Star Four, even though I haven't played any of the others. That's fair. That's fair. I I recently bought the Fantasy Star Collection, and yet I might do the same at some point. Fantasy Star, the original one, is somewhere on my list here, like way, 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 way down. I think I'd started it and I just couldn't. It was so cutesy and uh, lots of things about it yeah. turned me off. Um. So yeah, that's every game that's on my list that I hadn't. Uh, for this year that I hadn't already mentioned earlier, like Shining Forest, Destiny of an Emperor, and I'm currently playing Mighty Number no. Nine and Dragon Age Origins. Pretty cool. Uh, Very and cool. I, and I won't bother going through the list, but I I actually do have a whole entire other list that's just two hundred games. <laughs> no, it's it's like another twenty games or so, and they're all games that are less than twenty hours and games that I think my wife would enjoy. I was about to bring that up. I remember you'd mentioned something like that. Yeah, so the, the, that's a whole list of games where if we manage to, to get through whatever game that we're playing, that's kind of like a pool that she can choose from. Right. Hadn't you finished uh, Scapegoat or Scapegoat 2? Yeah, we or played Scapegoat 2, and uh, we're playing Super Mario USA right now. <laughs> nice, nice. How's that going? Uh, I mean, we haven't played it in like three weeks, but... Yeah. 
<laughs> Slowly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the advantage of uh, of the mini Famicom is it has save state, so we can actually mm. Cheat. Go, c- come back to it instead of starting right at the beginning. Right. <clears throat> right, right. Very cool. Anyway, that's, right, uh, that's, so, so that's my plan for the years uh, to get through all those. Well, I at least hope to get through the ones I, I described to you. I mean, I have actually managed to uh, to to maintain approximately an hour of day of gaming, which yeah. is it probably already puts me above all the game playing I did last year. In all honesty, um, yeah. heading into February here, so uh, hoping to keep that up. And uh, I mean, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance is a huge time suck and could easily eat like a third of all my game hours for the year by the sounds of it. But uh, still hoping to get through at least most of what I said, and hopefully be on that nice. in 2017. Of course, we have a baby on the way, so <laughs> I don't know what's going to If that's public. realistic, we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, good luck with that, having spare time once <laughs> that arrives. <laughs> hey, I, 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 well, I, I slept in a bit, but I'm getting up ridiculously early to do podcasts so I can make some game time here and there somehow oh, yeah you'll be, you'll still be getting up ridiculously early when you've got a newborn <laughs> without the games right? uh, unless you've got parental amnesia and have forgotten that whole stage <laughs> no 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 uh, I'm I'm honestly most people I, I've very much heard of that but I'm very much like terrified right now what's gonna happen <laughs> like I I think about what my life is going to be like in like July and I'm, I'm kind of start to shake a little. Yeah. <laughs> Real. <laughs> All right. There's no part, part of it was to, I mean, it was like, if we're going to have another kid, let's do it now. And you know, I, I don't want to like be like this, like 37 year old or something and be like, Oh my God. What yeah. have I done to myself? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the thing that's brutal is playing like vagrant story or dragon age or any of these things right now. It's like, they're all, uh, I've got a good chunk of games here that are over 20 hours. And that means it's going to be hard for me to find the time to play those. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, uh, best of luck to both of us here for 2017. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we may as well wrap it up and, uh, get a move on with our day. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, always good chatting about games, and uh, let's uh, kind of keep tabs on how we progress this year. For realsies. <laughs> <laughs>